I received a CD as a Christmas gift, Pink Martini, The Retrospective. And it was from friends who always seemed to broaden my musical horizons. There is one song on this album, their rendition of Moon River. Let's take a listen. Moon River, wider than a mile, I'm crossing you in style someday. Old dream maker, you heart breaker, wherever you're going, I'm going your way. To Drifters off to see the world There's such a lot of world to see We're after the same rainbows end Waiting round the bend There is something hauntingly profound about this song. Simple, yet edgy, and it's only a minute, 22 seconds. So each time I listen to this album in my car, I have to click on repeat to listen to it again. And each time I wonder, what did I hear? What did I miss? There's something hauntingly profound about Mark's gospel. It's brief, only 16 chapters. Mark is not the master of segues. He immediately jumps from story to story. And the original ending includes the women running scared from the tomb, not saying anything about the fact that the place where Jesus was buried is now empty. Mark's beginning is no less dramatic. He begins by stating his purpose, the beginning of the good news, the Greek word for gospel, of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Something has broken through, something has begun, and that is the gospel, the good news of Jesus. That's where Mark begins. And then immediately a quote from the prophet Isaiah, see, I am sending my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way, the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. There is clearly a link to the prophecy of old, the foretelling of something that is yet to come. Enter John, who is baptizing for repentance and forgiveness of sin. His aura is that of a prophet, and he speaks of someone far greater who is coming with spirit, spirit that is holy. Enter Jesus, 
who makes his debut in Mark by being baptized in the River Jordan by the oddity of John here in the wilderness, enter God who tears the heavens to be present at that moment and to affirm all that is happening, to affirm this new beginning. The Holy Spirit then adds a chord too as it descends like a dove and enters not upon, but into Jesus. What is on your mind right now? What is restless in your heart? There is something about reflecting back on a year and then looking ahead to a new one that makes us eager for a new insight or a goal for clarity for a change, perhaps? I would fathom that what is floating in your mind right now may have some connection to wondering about your purpose, wondering about the state of our world. I have a favorite quote that says, some years ask the questions and some years answer. Are you asking a question right now? or has an answer come your way? There are both questions and answers, I think, in these first short verses of Mark, ones that seem to rouse the way to all that is ahead. It can make us wonder, what do you think God has in mind for us right now? What is restless on God's heart? A few thoughts to offer as we embark 2016 and dwell in Mark's narrative. First off, the beginning of the good news for Mark happens in the wilderness, clearly away from Jerusalem and the temple where God was perceived to be. This gospel message is clearly born on the edges, the uneven ground, the murky waters, the untouched, and the momentary. Jesus begins here. God enters in here and joins humanity. Droves of people are fleeing the city to hear John, to repent, to be baptized, almost if they are restless like us with questions. And Jesus is in the same line. And Jesus is submerged in the same water, the divine and the human stream together. As Jesus comes up for air, he sees the heavens being torn apart and the spirit descending like a dove into him with God's affirmation sounding clear, you are my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Many questions here. Was Jesus the only one to see the tearing of the heavens and the descending of the Spirit? Mark writes that way. Why wouldn't God want an all-points bulletin to the world? There's a mystery here, and there's also violence. Mark writes that the heavens were torn, not opened, but ripped open. You know when you rip something, it is no longer the same. There's an urgency for God to break into this world, and he doesn't do it gently. 
And then that spirit that does not sprinkle Jesus with angel dust, but rather descends into him. Jesus is possessed now by the Holy Spirit. What will this mean? We will have to wait and find out. If you're wondering where God is in your life right now, in the world right now, maybe we should read and repeat what Mark is telling us now and in the months ahead. The good news is born on the edges. Have you ventured to the edges lately? If you're coming to church to look for God, keep your eyes open on the fringes too to see what you will find, what God will be revealed. And God has torn into this world to get to you. One great teacher once said about this tearing of the heavens in Mark's gospel, God is here whether you like it or not. God's spirit entered Jesus, dwelled in flesh and blood, walked on the earthly, breathed in the broken, chipped away at sin, conversed with the demons, loved the forgotten, and died for all of this so resurrection could rip through even death. The message on this new year is God is here. This is hauntingly profound good news. And it's strange and it's unexpected and it's urgent. We're called to dwell in this, to find our call in place here in a God who dares to come so close. What does this mean for you? What will this mean for Mount Olivet as we venture forth to all that is ahead? Moon, river, wider than a mile I'm crossing you in style someday Old dream maker, you heart breaker Amen.